Welcome to the Sports The Show. I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with... Tiny. And... Dr. Jim. And as always, from Arizona, the West Coast... Malcolm Marzette. Malcolm. Malcolm. Or in the Western Conference, I should say, as our perfect transition lead-in to our Sports The Show conversation topic today, the NBA. We've been talking about the NFL for quite some time now, and we have fully gotten through the NFL season. And believe me, there are a ton of storylines to come up, uh, coming up rather in the next few weeks, right before free agency and as free agency begins in the NFL. And we will keep you guys posted on all of them. But uh, we need to now focus on my favorite sport and a few of the rest of the panel's favorite sport, I believe, as well. The NBA basketball people, it's finally hit the big Big time right now. It's prime basketball season. Uh, we are just about through the first half of the NBA season. It is a shortened season this year. Uh, instead of the 82 game season, we typically see, I believe it's 72 games this year. Uh, so the regular season matters a little bit, like 10% more, I guess. I don't know uh, how that really figures mathematically. I'm not a math major, uh, but there's 10% more urgency. Thank you, Dr. Jim. That comes from a doctor, so it's real. Uh, but the NBA this year has been a very interesting league. You've seen some player movement early on. The uh, mega team formed in Brooklyn with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant all coming together to just shoot the ball a thousand times a game. I mean, I think they're uh, they, they have eliminated the shot from inside the three point line. So they are just only shooting threes in Brooklyn now. I think that's their official motto. But it's been a lot of interesting storylines uh, coming through the West as well, uh, with really the Lakers leading the narrative in the West from the start of this year, uh, from them winning in the bubble, coming along this year, adding some key pieces to go along with their juggernaut of a team. Uh, you know, they did lose a few players in Danny Green, but they, you know, they have Kyle Kuzma still, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Caldwell Pope. They've got a lot of good players. Uh, Markeith Morris still out there. Uh, but the Lakers were really kind of the main headline coming into this year for the West. But there have been a lot of different storylines from a couple of contenders uh, that people really didn't think about. You have the Jazz leading the Western Conference on a nine-game win streak right now. And then you mm-hmm. have some outsiders looking in that could make uh, some real noise in the playoffs when it comes around to that. Uh, Tiny, I want to throw to you first because I believe you have a couple of takes on the Western Conference. But uh, give us your take on the Western Conference uh, and what's been your big storyline so far through the first half of this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just as a general take, you know, Utah is definitely the, the surprise. Um, other than that, you got the two LA teams doing what they're going to do. And there's a lot of time for this to shake out. Um, but I'm kind of looking right outside of Golden State, who is, I'm glad to see them back in the fight um, at number eight. But just outside number eight uh, is these three giant emerging stars in the league, or in the West and in the league. So right outside of Golden State, yours Memphis, Dallas, and New Orleans. Um, so this is John ja 
Durant, Luca, and Zion, basically. Big um, time, yeah. So this is this is very interesting where they're looking on the outside, looking in at these uh, teams that have been in the mix for years. Even San Antonio is back uh, back at the number six seed. Uh, Denver, Golden State, Phoenix to round out that bottom half. Portland, the Clippers, LA, Utah. These are all perennial, more or less perennial playoff teams. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see how deep the West is, that they're so deep that they can still kind of suppress these um, up-and-coming teams and future huge stars in the league. Uh, You know, a few guys that, well, Luca at least, that haven't talked in MVP conversations and a guy like Zion and maybe Ja Morant being talked about in that same conversation in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like my quick overall take um, uh, with a lot of time ago, as I said, and the West is so tight, it's so deep. Uh, But I wanted to pose the question to the panel uh, of these three star-led teams, young star-led teams in Memphis, Dallas, and New Orleans, which of these three teams do you see getting maybe into the playoffs and passing a Golden State or San Antonio or Denver um, and why? And just pick the one you like the best. It's obviously uh, possible that more than one of them does it. But of these three squads, who would you choose to break through and get into the playoffs and maybe make some noise with like a first round upset? I'll start with the West expert and uh, go to Malcolm. Man, this is tough. All three of these, right? It really is tough. If I had to choose, if I'm narrowing it down, um, uh, I'm really split between Memphis and New Orleans, but I'm probably going to lean a little bit more towards Memphis just because okay. I feel uh, Morant mm-hmm. can give me more of a playoff effort than Zion Yeah. at this point, but Zion's coming around. Like, at first, I was like, no way. Like, <laughs> no way. He, he's not developing, and now Zion's developing into more of a well-rounded player, so. Um, but I just think Morant, with that Memphis team, is a little bit uh, deeper right now. So, I'm just going to keep it quick. Yeah. yeah. That'll be just, interesting, and don't forget they've got Memphis. Uh, Valanchunas and Justice Winslow there mm-hmm. uh, yeah. post Miami Heat career. Uh, Dr. Jim, out of those three, which one would you take to make some noise in the playoffs? I agree with Malcolm. Um, I think the Memphis, you know, Memphis is just the easiest to root for. Ja is is hilarious to watch. The things that he does every night, it's like he 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 makes me, he reminds me of like if Russell Westbrook early in his career had flubber on his shoes. <laughs> um <laughs> And That's I, very I just love him. <laughs> I think too that at this point I have enough. I have enough distance when it comes to Grayson Allen's college career at Duke over and against now his pro career. There's enough yeah. distance now that I don't loathe Grayson Allen. I mean, um, come you know, on, Jim. He's I, he's tripping. <laughs> he's still tripping know, people <laughs> to this day. Back when I was like, you know, back day. when I was a sports writer, yeah, I I had to do highlight and and, and hit pieces on on Grayson Allen being a being an asshole. Uh, but you know the if he's on the team, we're gonna use him. If Jaws yeah. out there, you know he's on the team, we're gonna use him. Like we're not yeah, losing I mean, games a, out here on purpose. He's a facilitator, and I know like yeah. he's a white dude, and this is one of those words that gets attached to white dudes. But his fundamentals are pretty good. Um, no. So uh, you know, I like them. Uh, I like Memphis a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll come back to to, to Westbrook uh, later on in the show mm-hmm. here. But um, I think that comparison of of Jaws to, to 
to Westbrook is pretty decent. Okay. Well, yeah, I like uh, Dallas. You know, I just really think Luca is a uh, potential perennial All Star, and he's really setting himself up for a great career. And they also have just some really good glue guys on that team in Josh Richardson, James Johnson, both former Heat. I know there's a trend here, but Willie mm-hmm. Cauley Stein can still oop. They've got Trey Burt at a backup point guard that could play well. And let's not forget Tim Hardaway Jr. Boban Manjanovic is still a just big body to have in the paint. And if Chris Stapps can ever come back healthy, you know, I think this team could get to a five seed if they were at full strength, honestly, in the West. I could I could see them better than the Spurs, the Suns, the Warriors and the Nuggets fully healthy. Uh, and, you know, just yeah. real quick, the Pelicans, I, I think it's interesting. None of us mentioned them. Uh, one, we all, between those two. we all know it's that they're more. potentially moving Lonzo. That's mm-hmm. the big move we, we were referring to in the trade deadline coming up around the All-Star break. But they have had good, you know, performances out of Zion, out of Stephen Adams with the team. Brandon Ingram's played well. J.J. Reddick's playing a good leadership role. Um, you know, he might get moved too, J.J. Exactly. But if they can get some good players around the talent with Zion, they might be a little bit better um, than what they're looking like trajectory-wise. Now, Tiny, did you ever say who you thought out of those three were going to? Um, I didn't say it. I was going to close it out at the end. Yeah, but close I, it out I, with I actually, I think New Orleans is a year away. I think Memphis needs a piece or two, but I think that Dallas, um, if they are healthy, creates enough of a kind of awkward matchup compared to other teams where just kind of the style they play, I think they could uh, get in and maybe upset a Utah or um, a, a higher seed maybe. Uh, so yeah, yeah they're would have been my favorite. Yeah. They're a messy, messy low seed. You do not want to go up against some of the first round. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. tough. They're tough. And again, James Johnson, uh, Tiny, I've talked to you about him for years when he was on the Heat. He was literally our yeah. best player on the damn team because Dion Waiters never came on the court. Uh, he used to drop like 20 and 10 a night with Miami. That dude is strong and he will yeah. punch you in the face. Uh, so, you know, him and Luca and uh, Bondanovich, they could just straight muscle people if they wanted mm-hmm. to. So I would love to see Dallas matched up against any of the top four in the West. You know, pick your poison. Yeah. Man. Well, speaking of the West, Malcolm, we're going to throw to you since you are our Western resident on the show. Uh, You know, we know you're in Arizona, close to Phoenix, but if you have different storylines you want to go with, it's, you know, truly understandable. I I mean, but what has been your big uh, storyline out of the West for the first half this season? Um, I'll just stick to the surprise teams, but kind of sandwiched in the middle at four and five, Mm -hmm. Portland and Phoenix. I love both of their teams, the way they're developed right now. Uh, I was still iffy about C. P3 coming over, you know, uh, but he completely changed the makeup of the team, but they 
still are losing these big games like versus Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, without Kevin Durant. Yep. And Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dang, you know, just when I thought they were gonna make a couple of runs, then it just came back to back to earth where it's like, I know what's gonna happen in the playoffs. It's I know it's gonna happen no matter even if even if CP three is there, <laughs> it's not it's not gonna yeah. be enough. They're gonna choke it away defensively, yeah. unfortunately. But um mm-hmm. Portland to me, I think is a team that people need to be watching out for. I think Portland and Den- uh, Denver. Those are my two Denver? teams that like. I think teams are underestimating them. Because Denver's uh, tied with Golden State right now after going to that uh, Western Conference I, I Championship. I see Golden State sliding towards mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't. I just don't see um, Curry being able to hold this up all season. Um, there's a thing about people running out of gas, man. And no matter how great you are, like the only person I think that has withstand that like running out of gas is LeBron because he's the one yeah. that like has it mastered of coasting through the NBA season then turning it on towards the playoffs mm-hmm. um, but having somebody to share the load with yeah, that's what I'm wondering where uh, Curry is going to come into trouble so okay. um, I, that's where I could see them coming down mm-hmm. and potentially Dallas coming up if they're healthy mm-hmm. but um, I think Portland is a scary team with Dame Lillard yeah. Dame Dollar that yeah. is scary and I also think um, Utah is kind of like a false number one mm-hmm. um, I want to see Rudy Gobert in the playoffs historically he's the one that kind of comes up short okay. we know what Donovan Mitchell's going to but um, the rest of the team and being able to share the load like once again he'd be my second person potentially running out of gas is how many times can you drop 45 you yeah. know in seven game series over and over and over again yeah um, well so that, that that's that's my take on the West um, I see these two LA teams drifting up I see mm-hmm. the Warriors and Spurs kind of drifting down and Memphis and Dallas, potentially New Orleans kind of getting in. Phoenix and um, so Phoenix, I would say the Blazers kind yeah. of stay stagnant in the middle. So Phoenix and Portland are your two kind of surprise uh, teams Definitely. for being where they're not, not so much Portland because yeah. I saw them come on towards the end of last year in the bubble. But uh, Phoenix, I just, I was like, okay, they're playing on the bubble, but now adding CP3, yeah. that veteran leadership, that well, guarantees us um, playoff for sure. Well, so it was interesting. You talked about LeBron with the uh, not running out of gas and then the, mm-hmm. the Portland, you got to throw to Carmelo Anthony. So, you know, seeing Carmelo Definitely. out there with this team and, you know, them having Nurkic back and so much. Yeah, they I do have Nurkic a lot too. of depth. Uh, but before I throw to Tiny on his take about the uh, Blazers and Suns and their uh, chances right now in the West, you know, do you think that them having this healthier team could potentially propel them to a top three seed in the West? Yes. And I could see uh, Utah sliding down. OK, that, that would all make sense. Um, OK, I hate to predict it, but uh, I mean, I think Dame, just- Dame's definitely one of the top point guards. You've got a very valid point with how talented that roster is yeah uh, that's, that's the scary team to me uh portland just because dame seems like he's kind of relentless at this point on getting he's at least the, to the finals of the Western conference he's in the zone it's dame time uh tiny how do you feel about dame time and right now cp3 in the suns yeah i love both these teams i've been cheering for portland for years um 
Mm-hmm. I love what they've put together out there year to year. Um, mm-hmm. A little a little roster fluctuation, but the their top two have been there for years, and I think that's a duo that can maybe make some noise out west, uh, going up against those LA teams at the top. Um, and before I choose one of the two, I'll say Phoenix adding Chris Paul uh, really did put them at least, if nothing else, in a mindset uh, with his leadership where they can maybe uh, compete and make a run in the in the playoffs. But I kind of think they're still a piece or maybe just some maturity away. Mm-hmm. Um, like Malcolm said, they've been losing some kind of tight ones. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why, cause I don't stay up that late, but I have been not for the been, faint of heart, <laughs> but I have been following them. But yeah, to, to choose between those two Portland for sure. I mean, the game time thing is real. Uh, he gets in this mode where late in games, yeah. he's completely untethered and unafraid of any situation. Mm-hmm. And you know that front court in a in a in a league where the not the front court, the back court, the let's yeah. say the one through three with him, McCollum, and even if you wait to bring in Anthony late in the game, like those are three just sniper killers. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that going along with some tough guys down low and some decent scores off the bench, like that team's deep. And yeah, I, I like them maybe. I mean, I think getting through the first round and maybe pulling a, an upset on a top tier team in the second round. Nice. I choose, I choose Portland. Nice. Yeah. They've they they definitely got some. You're there too. Yeah. They, yeah, they have a few good yeah. member. Yeah. Derek Jones Jr. Former Miami Heat. Gary Trent Jr. They got two juniors there that are really good. Um, but uh, Dr. Jim, uh, Portland Phoenix, how do you feel about them in the West this year so far? Um, I like them both. Um, I I don't have a rooting interest in either. Um, <laughs> if I were to have a rooting interest in a team in the West, it would mm-hmm. probably be the Jazz. Um, I agree with Malcolm. Ooh, that going gonna, out of the left cool, field. I know. They're going to cool off a little little bit you know nine a nine game win streak like that's that's great and it's awesome um but uh, it's it's unsustainable in that Mm -hmm. conference which is from top to bottom the um, toughest you know deeper yeah i think that i think the east is very is very top heavy yeah you know like i feel like whoever you know make it to the finals this year like we're gonna see a really great finals matchup Mm -hmm. but the east is you know about what five teams and everybody else at this point yeah um but i I like, um, you know, I love the jazz and uh, Donovan Mitchell it rocks. Uh, furthermore, Definitely. you know, for at least three of us on this show, uh, we have a local interest story here because Jarrell oh, yeah. Brantley, CFC alum, mm-hmm. is on the roster. He has played. Uh, let me look at this. Um, he is averaging 2.8 minutes <laughs> per game for the Utah Jazz this season, oh, okay. but he's getting PT. And That's so almost as bad as Cinderius Thornwell with the Pelicans. He gets yeah. no PJ time. Dozier. <laughs> I forget about PJ Dozier. Um, but, you know, he. <laughs> He, he can shoot. Uh, he can play defense. Uh, he's a bit undersized, I think, you know, because he's sort of like a between a, a three and a four on the, uh, 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 in terms of scheme. But um, yeah, yeah, I just I like the Jazz. They're they're a lot of fun. They were a ton of fun in the bubble. Good God, they were so much fun. Oh in the yeah, bubble. oh yeah. Um, Donovan so Mitchell that, put on I, a clinic. I don't in mean the bubble. to steer the conversation away from the Blazers <laughs> and the Suns. No, but, it's um, Western Conference. No, that's I, fine. I, that's I like, fine. They earned the top. That spot. may be a precursor to Jim's take on the topic at hand. 
the doc the jazz the, the jazz <laughs> may or may not have started the bubble yeah that's true the jazz did right. start the bubble with one rudy <laughs> gobert and his french hands yeah. it was the french mm-hmm. that spread the covid to the u.s don't listen to trump and his racism but uh no legitimately <laughs> <laughs> you know why can't it be europe uh but yeah we've never to- never told a joke on the show we've never told the joke on the show but uh the first time for everything we've we've been a hundred shows in um but i think that the trailblazers in particular uh have a roster that is built uh with both a level of young talent and true veteran leadership that it could make a surprise appearance possibly in the nba finals uh this team is built to take on a los angeles lakers team you look at the body on body size of ennis Cantor and nurkic on anthony davis and you can see a potential matchup where there is a defensive uh ability to stop anthony davis enough to get a win and we will see the trailblazers and the lakers play i think they're playing three times this year they may be playing four i don't know with the new shortened season typically it's four times we get four you know dress rehearsals before the final i think the clippers are the one that is really gonna get exposed once again well yeah finals but i i just worry but i just think with the the trailblazers Blazers, uh, they have their best chance since uh, probably the year 2000 to make the NBA Finals. Um, and I think that they could make a lot of damage happen for a lot of teams in the West. But with the Suns, I still think they're a few years away. And with that organization, you do not know if it's just going to crumble in an instant. I the the, the I Suns' wait. ownership needs to change hands it needs to have a full revamp of the front office in terms of getting uh organizations set from the coach on down where you can have stability in the team and i think they're they're good they got james jones they got the james coach. jones is james jones is a great late this year they're okay but i think with the we'll i think see. the owner uh she's just a little more unstable in terms of ownership they literally have a theme on the jump uh about the suns <laughs> and how insane it is i just don't think the suns are quite there from the top down as the trailblazers who at one point were known as the jailblazers as a team you know it's great to see them rebound to this level of notoriety in the pacific northwest a realm that people thought basketball was going to completely be vacant from uh you know just as recent as the 2010s when the seattle supersonics moved but i think the trailblazers uh are a very very good team this year and i think they're going to surprise a lot of people malcolm that was a great uh blazers sun storyline but Uh, I think right now in the West, my big takeaway from the first half is the Warriors are not dead. 
uh, as a franchise in the Western Conference right now. And the Warriors, uh, you know, they have um, they have right now been able to get to the seven seed almost through the first half. And you're seeing a team without uh, Clay Thompson still competing in this Western Conference. They played excellent games. You've got a team that's being built in Golden State uh, to take over after Kevin Durant's departure. Uh, you know what the Brooklyn Nets are? They're just Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant all over again. That's what they have. They literally rebuilt the Golden State Warriors minus the glue guys in Brooklyn. And no one's seeing this, I feel like. But to me, what the Golden State Warriors have accomplished by coming back from losing a once-in-a-lifetime player in a big three move uh, similar to the Miami Heat almost and what happened with LeBron leaving Cleveland, it is just immaculate to see Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, James Weissman, Kelly Oubre, you know, Wiggins to a lesser degree, but Damian Lee coming on. You've had uh, Kent Bazemore playing well. Uh, You've just got a lot of guys coming up when they need to for Golden State. And I think when they get Klay Thompson back, uh, it could still be a serious, serious contender in the West. This year, maybe not so much. But if the Warriors make a trade at the deadline and get another component to go with Steph and a healthy Draymond, you could see them make a little noise in the playoffs. I don't know. But I think they get in personally. Uh, I want to throw to you, Tiny. What do you think about the Warriors this year? Um, Cool kind of rebound story for them. Uh, It did break my heart when Clay got hurt again. I was like, God damn it. Like, um, not that I'm like a huge Warriors fan by any means, but it's just like the, what he's going through must be terrible. Yeah. Um, and obviously, obviously with him, they would be much more of a force, but I saw the other day, um, on ESPN, they did a, they did a stat mirroring thing about, uh, Steph Curry. So Steph Curry right now, um, or not right now, but in his last like 20 games or so is literally having the, almost the exact same stats as he had when he was the MVP. Um, however long ago it was within five years, I forget the exact year, but, uh, and yeah, and, and they have guys like Wiseman and Wiggins who were very high picks in the draft and maybe never became the man on any team, but they are good pieces. Uh, Steve Kerr is still there. Uh, and I agree. I think they, I think they do make the playoffs. Um, but I think I don't see them upsetting anyone. I think too much is required yeah. of, of Steph, um, and of other guys. Like they do have some depth, but I think, over a seven game series against a top contender in the West. They just might fall short just out of pure exhaustion and just a little lower ceiling. But uh, mm-hmm. to mimic another one of your points, I'm excited to see when Clay comes back and to see what they do. Um, they've been one of the forerunners in how you how you develop a franchise um, through the draft and through clever moves instead of just signing these giant names. So Truly. I've always yep. liked them uh, and I look forward to their future. I just don't see them making a lot of noise, but I think they do stay in the playoffs and I think that Steph versus a, a big team in the first round will be a fun watch, if nothing else. Definitely. Malcolm, how do you feel about the Warriors? Um, man, I just always feel like I'm dropping the hammer. Maybe I'm just, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it, 
I think it's, it almost seems like it's some weird, I don't know. Like I looked in the draft and I see LaMelo ball right there and I'm like, man, I'm the Warriors. I could have drafted them and then developed my big three in the backcourt. Yeah. And then I go for a front court player. Then I guess you don't want to get hindsight when, when Clay gets injured, heaven forbid that happens. But it's just like, who is he going to share that effort with? Is Draymond mm-hmm. going to start, you know, dropping 25 and 10, you know, 25 points and 10 assists a game? Yeah, that's true. Can, can you count on that in the playoffs? I'm just wondering because they're the younger teams that are right around them towards towards the bottom. So it's like yeah. he's averaging he's averaging eight, war. Assists, eight assists a game. Yeah. yeah. So like, can he? Can he? How long can he sustain that? I, I'm I'm interested. Um, they may just squeeze in at eight. Mm-hmm. May drop down a little bit, but um, there's a lot of young competition at the bottom, and they have a long way to go still in the season left. So okay. um, I have them barely getting in okay. barely well dr jim how do you feel about the warriors before we move to you and your western conference storyline um i think they're definitely a playoff team you know they'll get in a somewhere between six and eight seed okay uh curry's curry's averaging exactly 30 points per game right now um <laughs> but then quite you know, impressive <laughs> like, it's it's pretty good yeah. and you know is is that sustainable yes this is steph curry uh but at the same time right. if you look at like you know, if you look at the rest of the production on 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 this roster, Wiggins is averaging 18 a game, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty good. Um, yeah. you know, Ubre is averaging 14, which is pretty good. But like, that's a pretty significant drop off. Uh, and I don't know that that Curry can um, that can shoulder this burden uh, mm-hmm. all the way through a first round series. Yeah. Uh, it, this this season for the Warriors feels like kind of one of these weird transitional years. They've got some old pieces they've got you know some some young guys like mm-hmm. Wiseman and like um so they're still kind of they're they're figuring it out the season's still you know we're almost halfway through uh and so there's still fairly a fair amount of time left to go uh but I don't see these guys going deep into the playoffs though they will make somebody's life hell for yeah. you know three or four games uh in the first round okay well that's good uh well what is your storyline for the Western Conference for the first half of this season, Dr. Jim, now that we have come to the final storyline of the Western Conference for the first half. Mark Cuban is a coward. (laughs) They they come out and they say that they are not going to play the anthem. Awesome. Thank you, Mark Cuban, because no other professional sports league on earth outside of the United States plays their national anthem before professional sports events it's dumb it's a dumb ritual that you know baseball set up and it was only baseball for some time until the you know 90s really in 2000s in the nfl and then the league you know the nba adam silver put out that statement requiring everybody to play the goddamn national fucking anthem before every fucking game and then cuban caved in cuban you are a cow you should have just eaten it and said we're not going to play the anthem and find me i will pay the fine i yeah. do not care i Ew, have enough money to do nice. so that's all nice yes until the malcolm, how do you feel <laughs> how do you okay so, well so malcolm how do you at, feel about it his financials hey man <laughs> I'm, I love America. <laughs> okay. And me, me too. Um, me too. But I know, hate the anthem. 
I'm not trying to disrespect nobody else's country, right? Uh-huh. But um, if they want, if they say to play it, then we play it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm there for the sports, man. Let, let's get it on to the simulated warfare. You know what I'm saying? Like, the X's well, that's, and O's. that's not football, really... Malcolm, is the simulated but Same thing warfare. on basketball. I know, I know, I know. I can't wait for the Warriors to have to play some of these <laughs> teams out west. Like, yo, it's going to get crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, the national anthem to me, if you're going to sp- say something like that and you're a big billionaire like yeah. mark cuban if i'm a billionaire then i could stand behind it yeah. but um to go back on your ward I, I don't like that definitely and your team's outside the playoffs uh-huh. so you, you definitely suck you, you suck in your job and your work and Di- i can't and that's that's horrible as a billionaire you can't yeah. stand on your own morals for anything tidy how do you <laughs> that's, good that's sorry horrible. about you. yeah no it's just spineless a little bit you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's definitely. all i can say tidy yeah, how do you just, feel uh, about? to not open to like giant political can of worms or anything i think it was kind of interesting that like this story kind of popped up um and mark cuban is pretty much you know the opposite of you know calculating it might have been an impulsive move uh whether or not you agree with it or not is up to you i kind of like i mean you don't have to play the national anthem we all know where the fuck we live um but yes you you, you don't like you don't have to but i think what 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 i kind of took from it without getting too involved and opinionated is he probably did this a little bit impulsively Mm -hmm. maybe he tweeted past midnight which is one of my rules like i don't i don't do that shit past midnight (laughs) yeah but uh, and also him knowing, like, I, <laughs> I dare you to find me. There's no yeah. number I can't can't match. And <laughs> and then you know, and along that same timeline, like the the, the story kind of disappeared. And I don't know who was in charge of that. Uh, Adam Silver put out the statement, and Cuban kind of backed off. Yeah, I don't know if like outlets stopped covering the story and wanted it to disappear or not. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was an interesting storyline. Like yeah. it kind of popped popped up, and people got pissed for a second, then kind of disappeared. But yeah, you know, I, I think a, that's that's a, it's something uh, else crazy happened. Yeah, probably that, we, that day. So, you know, because right. it was like it was like. Like a 12 hour news cycle. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, right. it was so yeah. it's they interesting if they want to. Yeah. You know so that. it's interesting with the whole Mark Cuban situation because both he and Jerry Jones kind of share similar similar situation with this in that Mark C- it's almost a reverse because Jerry did yeah. the whole toe the line and then he went out there and kneeled with the players and then went back to toe the line. And kneeled. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Mark Cuban, when BLM first started, you know, really no one was with BLM when it began as a major movement in the U.S. And I'm not going to go too deep into it, but Mark Cuban initially was one of the there will never be a time the national anthem isn't played at an arena, guys. And then he did this and then he walked back from it. He's all talk. That's what Mark Cuban is. Yeah. And that's He's why just- I'm going to leave it. Yeah. He's just mm-hmm. he's just trying to get your dollar. He's, he's a weather van. He's a nerd. He's a, he's a nerd that, that didn't get to he's play sports, business. and now he gets to buy literal human beings to be his toys. That's all you need to know about him. He's a weird guy. <laughs> but uh, to the Eastern Conference now, as we've seen, uh, the 76ers take an early lead in the East, only to be tied up by the Brooklyn Nets. Actually, it's really only a one game game difference we'll see what happens with the Sixers and Bulls I think the Sixers get to pull this one out but in the East this year there have been many storylines uh from big trades to uh different players really stepping their games up uh to our Atlanta Hawks 
affiliate. Dr. Jim, I want to start with you. We'll go in reverse order uh, this segment. What is your big storyline out of the East for the first half of the NBA season? I guess a couple. Um, I picked the Hawks as sort of a dark horse. I did not pick them to win the East when we when we did our you know preseason show, but I did pick them we'll as a dark horse to tape. at least make the playoffs. <laughs> um, and so currently they're sitting at 10 sort of on that bubble-ish outside looking in um, area. Uh, I like how Rondo has uh, assimilated himself into into the rotation. I think that in his old age, he sort of calmed down and, you know, said that I'm just too old for all of this anger and drama shit. So I'm happy about that. Uh, I think that um, perhaps the saddest storyline for me is the is the decline of Russell Westbrook. Um, he, I was listening to the Defectors podcast earlier today, and they were talking about how watching Russ right now is really painful because he's one of these guys that as he ages, you know, like Vince Carter, for instance, right? To, you know, name my favorite Atlanta Hawk ever. Um, like when Vince came to Atlanta for the last two years of his career, he really did under understand how to be a role player as you know a gerontological old fucker um he also learned how to shoot the three which was really cool to see vince out there you know just piling down threes russ though i'm not sure that russ has has that gear i don't know that he can shift down into third gear and become a role player because he he doesn't have a he doesn't have a jump shot he has to attack the rim Mm -hmm. um he's a high energy guy and uh i i i'm curious to see how kind of this like second half career Russ is going to evolve if at all. Um, it is, I don't want to say unfortunate, um, you know, because we have so many, you know, DC listeners here, but, uh, but it's, I don't, it's somehow tragic in a way that yeah. this generational talent mm-hmm. who did so much in Oklahoma city and also to a lesser extent for Houston now playing for the Wiz, uh, And he's just not, he's not delivering yeah. for them. I think I, he's not living up maybe to expectations say like tiny you would probably know better than i would since you watch way more of the wisdom than, than i do yeah well, real yeah, quick I mean, tiny how do you feel about that he was kind of a i don't know i was I, I couldn't decide if i was excited or not when we signed him but um and as far as this year yeah his stats are way down um as he ages i don't know if that's why or if it's because we suck so bad but um you know throughout his whole career he's kind of had like middle child syndrome you know like mm-hmm. he was never he was never the guy he was he but he wanted to win but he kind of wouldn't let himself win um except for the year when he was kind of alone in oklahoma city when he did win on mvp like mm-hmm. like the triple double year uh, yeah. the triple double yeah. year uh so that was the one year but then he got this itch he's like i want out i want to win and he goes to houston and that obviously didn't work out as he's trying oh. to play second fiddle to harden and now he goes to a team that is not going to win but he's still second fiddle so there's something in his head that's not clicking you know um i don't get to watch every game but when i do watch these guys like he'll have these moments where you know he does this uh awesome like highlight or have this hot quarter and get 12 assists but overall it's still like his shooting percentage is way down just all his numbers are way down mm-hmm. um so i'm not that upset because i didn't expect much out of us this year but yeah i mean he's just kind of wallowing in purgatory in washington and like i can't tell how motivated he is at any given time um or any given game yeah good way to put it uh malcolm real quick how do you feel about uh russ right now yeah like i, I hear the chatter and and i briefly read an article that it was like <laughs> our, our is washington regretting um getting rid of john wall and i just admit 
dismiss dismiss it because I watched the last 10 games of the um, Wizards mm-hmm. in particular. Um, and what I learned from watching them, which was difficult, I'm going to let you know, it was really difficult to watch them. They were five <laughs> and five. So yeah. um, it, I can't really decide if they're like shitty or if they want to win. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's, and, it's, it's a different one. Yeah. It's still up for grabs for them to make that eighth seed. Now I'm seeing Charlotte there, and I really like Charlotte. I think they're gonna yeah, but definitely. So play. with Russ, do you I think do he's too. kind of? I love the Hornets. Well, just to stay but, on the but 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 stay yeah. on the Russ. I, I still think they're gonna make the playoffs. I guess it's opposite of how I was with the Warriors. So I think you think the Wizards still, are gonna make the playoffs? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think they'll barely win. They're they're about three. They're about three games out. Hmm. Of uh, bottom half of the East, so well. I mean, um, they're right now. They're the second worst team in the East, and right now the Southeast Division. The uh, Hornets are ahead of the Heat. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Really, well, Knicks, Bulls, Heat, and Hawks all to me interchangeable up yeah. there, and also Orlando. It to me is not a okay. playoff team. So I think. Okay. I just think it's ten more games. I, I want to see more. I, I think I just need to see a little bit more for the Warriors from uh, the Wizards to see. It's still early. Is definitely yeah, still early. Yeah, to me, it's still, still a bit early for all that talk, you know? Uh, well, yeah, I just think with Russ, I don't think he's kind of... Uh, I think he's past a point in his career where he can really be a dominant number two on a team. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think with that Wizards team right now, that's what they need with Bradley Bill at the, you know, high, high level he's playing right now. But we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, moving on... It just I'll, doesn't seem like anybody wants to play for the Wizards. No, 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 no. No, they've who, who's uh, on the Wizards, Well, they've right? in 40 years they haven't won 50 games. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that's that's a big 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 also, big big statistic because re- there's almost no team in the East that hasn't done that. Really quick tidbit that I heard today literally uh same idea. We haven't had a first team all NBA player since 79 or something either. So, and and I only I only know that because they say Beal might have a chance at it finally. Um, so yeah, yeah. Beal's been so, killing it. Y'all had yeah, Al Horford but, for but, like five years. Well, yeah, no, we but didn't. no, they didn't have him. That was the Sixers. We had, and and James, Sixers. Oh, yeah. Jameson Arenas were the closest but, in recent memory. But, but yeah, legitimately, no one, the the Wizards are the only team in the Eastern Conference since I would say 1980 uh, to not win 50 games. Le- legitimately. You can look at all the teams. It's the 76ers, the Nets, the Bucks, the Pacers, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Knicks, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Heat, the Magic, the Wizards, the Cavs, and the Pistons. The only, the lowest common denominator out of all those teams since 1980, unfortunately, is the Washington Wizards in terms of playoff runs, wins, all of it. They just. I I can't trust the East as a whole when the Sixers. But. We'll, losses, we'll definitely keep our eyes on the Wizards for all of our Washington fans out there. Keep the faith, Tiny. Yeah, I'll try. I'm trying. <laughs> the, the 70s can come back, brother. I promise. Uh, but since we're running a little short on time, we'll just, uh, for myself, Malcolm, and Tiny, we'll just all do our take and just do our quick take, and then we'll be out. 
Uh, my take for the first half of the East uh, surprise is the Miami Heat right now sitting at the 11th seed. Uh, the Southeast Division's uh, unusually competitive this year and not in a good way. Uh, the top team, like I said, is the Hornets. The Heat, the Hawks, the Magic are all tied uh, with 12 wins apiece. The Wizards sitting uh, at the bottom with nine wins. Um, the East in general always has uh, lower wind uh, or lower winning teams in terms of their final record in the playoffs than the West. So I think the Heat are on track to get a lower half seed. Most likely they'll probably, I think, end up with around the seven seed uh, just out of how the team has had to recover over this period of time coming back from a bubble run where Jimmy Butler, I think, literally gassed himself out uh, by the final game of the finals. Um, and mm-hmm. you've had Goran Dragic not at 100%. Last year was his best year playing in the playoffs by far. I doubt we'll see him get back to that level. Um, the team in general, um, you know, there are still a lot of bright spots from this season so far. Bam Adebayo coming out like no other. Andre Iguodala is a year older. That's not great. Kelly Olenek's getting a little rusty. Myers Leonard is not what we thought he was going to be when we got him from uh, Portland. Uh, Kendrick Nunn's playing well. Avery Bradley's a good plus, but you know, you can see we're missing. Yeah, you can see we're missing Jay Crowder. He's really was a good glue guy to have on the team. Uh, Tyler Hero's finally back in the lineup. Jimmy Butler's finally back in the lineup. Duncan Robinson's playing well. Uh, As long as we keep the core guys, the core young guys in general, and Jimmy Butler, who's a little bit older, uh, I think that the Heat can make a decent run, but I think the trade deadline is what's going to make or break the Heat season this year. I don't think they'll get back to the finals on the team that they have at the moment. Uh, But Malcolm, what's your first half uh, analysis? What's your first half of the NBA storyline from the East? Uh, Watching the East is typical East of just madness. A little bit of the Nets assembling their crew up there in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. but also um, what Mitch Kupchak is doing down in uh, Charlotte. Apparently Michael Jordan, he got somebody in the room that says, all right, Jordan, just go over there and gamble. And then I'm going to assemble a team for you. (laughs) And then you can bet on the team and win. And mm-hmm. dude is a genius bringing Rogier, um, also drafting LaMelo. Like, man, love him. They, yeah. they can build this team up. I, I just feel like they built it up overnight and now they're they're rolling. Um, I really like what he's doing over there. I think he should get some nod for like GM of the year or something like that. But LaMelo has I like what they're doing. LaMelo has remade Miles Bridges' career. Miles Bridges was one of those like McDonald's all American dudes out of high school that every Everybody yeah. wanted. He went to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. They lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and then he declared for the draft. Yeah. Everybody was like, Miles Bridges is this generational talent drafted by Charlotte at 12 and just disappears off the face of the earth. And then they add mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball. And now all of a sudden, Miles Bridges is just like an enormous threat to attack oh, every yeah. night. It's I love LaMelo Ball. And, and Charlotte, Charlotte's definitely a team to watch real quick before we throw to Tiny. 
Uh, no, Malcolm and I saw Michael Jordan when the Miami Heat <laughs> uh, beat the Charlotte Hornets uh, when the Purple Man okay. stood up and yelled at Dwayne Wade. Malcolm and I were there. The Purple Man was talking shit to D. Wade, and uh, we literally saw Michael Jordan in the third quarter leave, and he didn't come back. We said he went to his gambling pit under the stadium, and yes. I shit you not, Michael Jordan was there for like a few minutes in the second quarter, a little bit of the third quarter. He yelled at some of the players on the Hornets, and then he left. Like he was definitely gambling under the whatever the Bank of America whatever stadium and TD Ameritrade Stadium. What is it, Malcolm? It was the TD Arena. No, the Spectrum, the Spectrum Center. Spectrum and Center. You remember it on LeBron's like iconic shots? There's like a shot yeah. where he's staring down Michael Jordan in the stadium. I don't wait yeah. too long, but that was the time he like got up and then he left. Yeah. And he didn't come back. And then he came back, shaked LeBron's hand. He was on the heat. So like you'll see this uh clip as he's like staring down Michael Jordan as he's passing him on the all-time list. Uh that happened uh at this time they were the Bobcats though. Yeah, I think, right? Yeah, last year. No, we that that was a different game because we did see them close out the Bobcats oh, franchise okay. yeah, as well. Yeah. But uh, that being good said, times, Charlotte good times. is pretty nice to see. Like uh, I grew up loving those uh yeah. that team. Like that's well, that's one of my favorite basketball teams. Well, Tiny, what's your first half highlight, your big first half storyline from the Eastern Conference? So I'm looking at um I'm gonna call them the, the big city ballers. Uh and that being more or less I-95 North, uh, once you get past Washington. Uh, so you got Philly, Brooklyn, and, you know, Boston all kind of in there. Mm-hmm. Um, these are teams that every season they're pressured to do something in the offseason. You've seen a lot of player movement out of all these teams. Um, Brooklyn probably reaping the most benefits, but, mm-hmm. you know, Boston constantly moving players, not sure if they wanted to keep Hayward and, you know, bringing in all these people. So this, yeah. so we're, of course, you know, in the grand scheme, uh, you know, Giannis is in it, but let's just leave him out of it for now. But now, now of these three teams, after all this back and forth and jumbling, you see Philly and Brooklyn, both with 19 wins. A lot of people have Brooklyn on their books as, you know, the odds on favorite to probably face LA in the finals, which yep. this is what the NBA, this is what the NBA won. Um, it would be and- magnanimous to have a final in New York City. That's something well, we NBA haven't seen since the NBA 90s. Wants. NBA it, gets yeah. what NBA wants. So produce your conspiracy theories as you will. But, uh, you know, they're on TV all the time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that matchup of, you know, Kyrie going back to face LeBron in the finals on a different team with Durant, who also beat LeBron another time. Like, you know. This is what they want. But Harden's also, you know, first final. Right. Harden, all of it. These, this this, this is the storyline that NBA wants, and this mm-hmm. is the storyline that, that we're being shown literally on TV every national broadcast. But um, to wrap it up real quick, I want to like, even I hate Philly sports, but of all Philly teams, I don't mind the 76ers. And I'm kind of glad they're finally like in there and healthy. But even when they are, they're still always like talking about trading Simmons and all this shit. It's like, dude, just like lock it yeah. down. Go with the team you have. 
have this well, year. Stay, stay healthy, <laughs> stay safe, like try to fucking get there. It's super well, interesting. No they don't trust the process. No, it's super <laughs> it's super interesting. Tiny brings up the Ben Simmons point. I want to get your take on it real quick, Tiny, before we head out. Simmons out for the second game with an illness, undisclosed illness. I mean, do you think this is them uh basically doing what the Cavs are doing with Andre Drummond and sitting him out till the trade deadline until they get a suitor? It's definitely a possibility, you know. Um, obviously they don't want to get him to get hurt, but I don't know why they just like they're they're literally the number one seed right now. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but who knows, you know, like I said, like what, what Simmons is talking about. But yeah. Isn't that kind of the same thing that Blake Griffin's people are doing? Well, Blake Griffin's people are straight up sitting him out. Like him and Andre Drummond are both like openly in the market. Simmons isn't necessarily in the market, but he hasn't played two games in a row. And that's the perplexing thing is with Simmons as opposed to Drummond and Griffin, Mm -hmm. the Sixers are in contention. Blake Blake (laughs) might end up in Miami. That's what. That's what. Well, no one knows what the hell is going on. I with think that it shit. would be it's terrible. Weird. It's weird, man. They're gonna. They're gonna mess it so, up. Man. So, real they quick before we go, uh, Malcolm, then Jim, one word answer: yes or no. Do you think uh, Ben Simmons will be traded by the trade deadline? Malcolm, no. Jim, no. Okay, Tiny. Nope. Smoking mirrors, in my opinion. Yep. I. I think yes. Tiny is correct. I think. I think but they'll. I, I think they'll get Simmons moved uh, because I think the only factors Joel Embiid he is the infinity stone that that team has in terms of you know just superstardom I don't know if Simmons really is going to help them get to the finals uh, I mean, the I nature the nature of the nature of Philly sports writing like if if there were some kind of you know rift between Simmons and Embiid and like a personality crash in, in the locker room between those two and Simmons wanted out we would have probably heard about something like that by now. Simmons should have gotten traded for James Harden because James Harden and Joel Embiid <laughs> are the exact same mentality. I saw Joel Embiid four days after he lost in the playoffs one year. Tiny, you saw the pictures. Malcolm, you saw I the did. pictures. Man, he was in the Bahamas. The he was in the Bahamas the next fucking day with a bottle of Grey Goose on the poker table in Atlanta. Dennis, you get I you. I respect a, that. What's Harden do the next day? He goes to Cozumel. These yeah. men need to play together. That's Look, what I'm needs fly, to happen. Open I'm your third eye with Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Definitely. We'll end it there. That was a good one, Jim. Did the show with fuck Ted Cruz. Fuck Ted Cruz <laughs> on all accounts forever and, and always. Mayor down there. Yeah, all of them. All of them. <laughs> fuck them all. Oh, what did he all say? Them. Them all. Uh, he said, yeah. We don't owe you anything. Yeah, no, that was no, the no, mayor. No. And, that was the mayor in Colorado right. that said that <laughs> shit about get your own stuff. But that's another story right. for another day. Send them all to jail. Um, but somehow we, it's like seventy degrees here in Phoenix. It's, it's crazy. Man. Well, like, lucky I you, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, man. It's but, crazy. I'm like, nah, man. That's not right. Like, yeah. come on. Well, no, come it's probably fine for the environment. You know, we've got exactly. Well, we've got a ton of NBA action ahead of us uh, before it's all said and done and we're in the playoffs. Um, We will have a special guest host with us um, or 
commentator, I should say. Uh, returning to the show, John Antron, he will be back with the sports the show. We've had him on a few times in the past. Uh, he's our Nick's liaison, I would say. He's our Nick's yes. expert. He'll give us <laughs> yes, all our updates on all things New York. Uh, but we will get you guys all the NBA information as it comes to us. Uh, we'll talk more NFL uh, here in the future. Tiny will have small topics involving hockey, I'm sure, in the upcoming episodes. Uh, you've got the master season in about a month. Uh, you know, Naomi Osaka beating Venus Williams. Uh, that yeah. or Serena, sorry, Serena. Uh, Naomi Osaka beating Serena and possibly, uh, you know, ending an era that possibly may be a big topic in the future. Uh, but you'll have to listen to find out. But we will be back and better than ever next week on the Sports The Show discussing more NBA action, I suspect. Uh, uh, but as always, for the sports show, I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with Danny and Dr. Jim. And as always, from Phoenix, sunny 74, nice weather, <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> Zero percent humidity. (laughs) He breathes the good air for us asthmatics out there. Someone can walk outside and not choke to death. Just be an NBA finals out here. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, as always, uh, we will catch you guys next time on the Sports The Show. You have to understand something. There's guys... See, there's some, there's some guys uh, who we call them studio gangsters. Rocking the OG Phoenix Suns, colorways, orange and purple. Call it out malarkey and my tongue's barky voice, doggy, you terrible. Talk weapons, your essence herbal. And if you fake, I give a fuck about your dexterity with the verbals. Damn, shame the way these clowns sound to be down. I just speak my mind like the round man of rebound. More than words matching together, they won't last under pressure. And Wild D is a national treasure. Real life legend, people been waiting for me to pop out. At the Kingsboro bus stop, I used to box out. Spit all them syllables, but what you talk about? If rhyming was a street fight, you getting knocked out. It's about getting the point across, not being lyrical. Why in London they rate mans more than the critics do Tell the truth, give a damn if I get ridiculed I'm not a role model, ain't afraid to get political Don't get me hype, I'm a serious individual Evaluate the profits and divvy all the residuals See getting money is just a part of the ritual And at an early age I shot away from the typical If I don't make it in rap, I made it in the streets Rather not speak on my dealings, I plan to stay discreet Cause loose lips get to sinking ships Dramas can reach a cliff It's though a dot, they don't see the shift it's the dump, titanium myth I'm dunking over clicks I hold the hammer with the iron grip Iron fist, laws get laid, the struggle maintains I'm still a savage, leader, vocal booth and blood stains. It's automatic, executing like the reaper Plus I'm like a magnet to the Franklin's like Aretha We at the top, ain't no way that we coming down I can't accept the plug, giving me running rounds But that's what turned us into bosses Cautious, knowing ain't no way to make up for the time losses
Came up a malt simple with more tissue. Zappa Kennison vintage, it had a cord missing. Gore-Tex in the trench, we on the free lanes. Bloody hands bleaching the lap behind in the prelims. This car tree limbs on I-83. You could catch my hollow on the scenes of Waikiki. You heard? Lit indigenous herbs, villains with Buena Vista. Aim with an eye squinted like tiny Liston. Lane shift is Tahitian, vanilla chiffon fisker. Crooked Petey frisking the felon fishing gefelter. Dog fool had a fiend like a phlebotomist. Call a bando to piss, that's for shorty be bottomless. Blocks autonomous, rest them and they design a fist. Dodo dirt and dispose of the yeah. archaeologist. In Papa, he used to preach. Cause the first hand knowledge is never cheap. Yeah, my uncle would try to teach. Dial tone pick up would never try to be reached. Breaking it down to bare facts. All outfits on that's a rare pack. Every outfit matching the air max. 45 ACP was the air max. We back in town, back, taking shorty somewhere to chat. Not a single care for rappers, long as I can appear with crap. No comparing stats with me, niggas, it's scary cash, yo. Hold me a shooter, but where we at? I'm barely lacking my nigga, don't get this shit twisted or fucked up. Niggas jumping like double dutch, hunters, I love to touch. Young is the run of my gun, busting the fuck the hustle up. I know some niggas who never sold drugs, just a cut. Jumping in the truck, low jacket, 40 below 10. Live with most of friends and shady and sad, cold with skin. I'm getting dough again, big age, Bentley's Doberman, AC. TV nap, you can guess his on him and throw in the gem and bag, I'm holding a pen. Staying independent, you niggas notice the trends I've been in. Uh-huh. Niggas only heard the drama and also rap bound, cause yeah, it was pirated, yeah. bitch. Yeah. In Papa, he used to preach. Cause the first hand knowledge is never cheap. Yeah, my uncle would try to teach. Dial tone pick up would never try to be reached. Breaking it down to bare facts. All outfits on that's a rare pack. Every outfit matching the Air Max. 45 ACP was the Air Max. B from Port Arthur and I'm a grown man I put my own work in, hold with my own hands Got to some paper for real but kept it low key You had to really be in the game to even know me I was the plug but it wasn't nothing you brag about We get the pack, bust it down and send them baggies out Get out of line and it's not even a discussion You can bet your ass it's about to be some repercussions I ain't finna be fussing, cussing all on the gram Making YouTube posts about how gangsta I am I ain't finna be ratting on Twitter, nigga that's cap I'ma just pull up where you at and wipe your ass off the map Until then I'm on some player shit, minding my own In a drop under the sun, cruising all in my zone You don't be fucking with mine, I won't be fucking with yours I'm cutting corners, slamming Cadillac Bitch, you know how it goes, yeah Time to get it up, cause we been too down Every step they watching how you move now Images they paint All I see is everything we ain't But you know how it goes, yeah Every day I'm filling up my ashtray Praying that my prayers gon' meet me halfway 
Is it all a dream? This shit ain't really everything it seems But you know how it go, yeah Smoking so much that being sober's a high Ain't up at the top, but the cream gonna rise Only trust my eyes, I don't feed in the lies Ducking demons who be scheming up in their disguise Shit been getting crazy, get right with your maker Put them off the court with your flagrant behavior Pulling up clean, getting looks from the neighbors Ducking bitches with intentions and shitting on haters Different flavor, that credo, the tone is sasseries Born and raised up by the bayous, I did it naturally We was out here just trying to get in, ain't had no strategy Still going through all the tragedy, need a battery, uh They be overlooking cause they can't compete Came out every scuffle standing on my feet Ben gave up them switches, but ain't nothing sweet yeah, yeah, Beat those kind of yeah, eyes, my nigga, that's you know a feat yeah. uh, Time to get it up, cause we been too down uh, Every step they watching, how you move now uh, Images they paint, all I see is everything we ain't But you know how it go, yeah uh, Every day I'm filling up my ashtray uh, Praying that my prayers gon' meet me halfway uh, Is it all a dream? This shit ain't really everything it seems But you know how it go, yeah Maserati bird cages, top of the glass roof, that herb blazing. Pure Blanco, black widow spiders, superb flavors. Maya hold a seat at the throne like Michael Coleon. Far as you money, Cone Willie's been as the poker nose. I'm tired in with the mob, fuck all the speculations. At the table with Don's, major connects Jamaican. Dipped in some Louis Vuitton, shoes with the red bottom. Major maneuvers with Ron until the feds got him. He's still sitting on millions inside a prison cell. A half a bird of a pigeon weighed out on digit scales. Pray I don't get indicted behind this conversation. 
driving dirty, no license with firearms. I'm gangster. We move like aliens, niggas come through with flying saucers. Made back Leviathan Benzes, my niggas buying Rosses. Spending summers on yachts, equipped with helipads. Cold winters at villas by Richard Millie's cash. We villains, feds watching from the roof of buildings. A lot of niggas get scooped, and when they do, they squilling. Vanilla coupe, Ronello soup, Sicilian. Nah, this ain't the lame shit that you used to. I'm after proof to me and my crew, we villains. Feds watching from the roof of buildings. A lot of niggas get scooped, and when they do, they squilling. Vanilla coupe, Ronello soup, Sicilian. Nah, this ain't the lame shit that you used to I'm after Brewster's A baby. lot of legends came through in this game My man Jamaican Peter We used to ride in his range How could they take his freedom? He bought Tyson Ferrari Juice, Icy Armani Versace frame Rolled bikes with his army Everything crumbled and fell After Apache snitch Neil Long was his bitch He fucked with actresses In New York at the clubs We sipped on Perignon Introduced me to Star's party with Little Sean He gave us all inspiration and know the sky's the limit You gotta stay on your grind and in due time you get it Behind the fortune is crime, I'm talking mastermind Illegal drug enterprise, how we get cash to shine It's only one thing I fear, and that's the federales That's why you gotta prepare and get that cheddar laundry I'm trying to give you some game, bring you the truth, the realness To keep it simple and plain, I'm chasing Bruce Me and my crew, we villains Feds watching from the roof of buildings A lot of niggas get scooped, and when they do, they squilling Vanilla coupe, Ronello soup, Sicilian Nah, this ain't the lame shit that you used to I'm after Bruce Me and my crew, we villains Feds watching from the roof of buildings. A lot of niggas get scooped, and when they do, they squilling. Vanilla coupe, Ronello soup, Sicilian. Nah, this ain't the lame shit that you used to. I'm after Bruce. Like I said, I'm on my Frankie Beverly and Maid shit. You know what I mean? Tina Turner shit, yo, just. I'm a beast with this shit, nigga. Discernment, nigga. I'm back to lifting, put feet in my mind that unmix. Exceptional with child like shit, just don't mix. Confusion in the wild girl used to be my habits. Loud weed, licking anything to have it. Automatic weapons on deck, safety off check. No worries, any man will get wet I'm from a city where the elders tell the kids to be careful Kids be killing kids by the handful I was taught that boys don't cry and men get even I start believing, taking and leaving For various reasons I started to write the shit that I like It rearranged my life, my nigga I'm declared as the salt of the earth And all 25,000 miles my turf Let off cream in my queen It gives me self-esteem Lay back and roll my green, nigga That's the surgery Peace, God, high lobby, what's bang? Safety, traveler, homie, stay dangerous Peace, God, high lobby, what's bang? Safety, traveler, homie, stay dangerous Peace, God, high lobby, what's bang? Safety, traveler, homie, stay dangerous Peace, God, high lobby, what's bang? Safety, traveler, homie, stay dangerous She stats you too aggressive, you never rap happy My grandfather showed me my first gun to clap at me I still love him Dope. He died three days later, he ain't killed me So I guess he made me great and discerning While I was outside earning Knowledge itself, I was yearning I was serious, this white bitch killed serious Big Bears gave me the news, I damn it with delirious Put my book of life down, that was like suicide Till I got locked, crucified Had a serious dream, and then he asked Who am I? And I replied Verse all the body, arm, head Don't waste time with that planets, they beyond dead 
So I spit it for street soldiers, prisoners of war, just like me. Ladies, babies, what we pay, real right, Jesus. Rule of God, G stats and rap. First is first, last is last. How you see today's math is rule of God's G stats and rap. First is first, last is last. How you see today's math. Peace, God, how I lobby was bang. Safety, travel to harm me, stay dangerous. Peace, God, how I lobby was bang. Safety, travel to harm me, stay dangerous. Peace, God, how I lobby was bang. Safety, travel to harm me, stay dangerous. Peace, God, how I lobby was bang. Safety, travel, harm, and stay dangerous. As sure as the curvature, earth surface and worms lurk. Good discernment to determine your worth. See folks evicted, furniture thrown on a curve. Brains blown out over the wrong choice of a word. Catch a virus for penetrating dirty vaginas. Get that ass stomped out for not keeping a personal promise. Flat broke through the bad investments and overspending. Rappers getting deals, bending over, no pretending. Chicks getting beat up by abusive husbands. The truth is dusted with powdered up coke. Who can trust it? Two-faced line, charismatic YouTubers spreading rumors with no factual backing to their students. Pseudo woke types who make looking broke nice. Behind the scenes, scamming folks looking for advice. The devil plays with confusion. Slide a hand tight movements. Get stabbed in the gut before you see the knife moving. Then it's too late. Peace, God, how I lobby was bang. Safety, travel and harm me, stay dangerous. Peace, God, how I lobby was bang. Safety, travel and harm me, stay dangerous. Peace, God, how I lobby was bang. Safety, travel and harm me, stay dangerous. Peace, God, how I lobby was bang. Safety, travel and harm me, stay dangerous. Stay, stay dangerous. God, body, what? You stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. What? You stay dangerous. What? You stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. One click bank, I rule the guard, stay dangerous. So listen to my rhythm and rap, split. I'm, 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 I
Nigga, I had a thousand dollar day, you think I'm trying to leave? That's 365k if done properly. I got myself a place and I'm enterprising the property. Double checking surveillance and watching the niggas watching me and what's perfected. I've been on the low end trying to get detected. Got that five seven, so they get the message. Been slipping a slick detective. I'm two steps ahead, they gotta give some effort. This a game of chess, they on the clock, these niggas playing checkers. Look, I hear you and feel you, I know the old ways I was you, I made a hundred thousand off the old plays Well more actually, with less liquid, was more happy Got my numbers right, shook up the law, they threw it at me You gotta listen, to see a hard head and make a soft ass We went on the run, then fell, and had to crawl back, I'm telling you We turned them crumpled ones to a tall stack And cars the only thing we got in all black, and all that Oh, shit. 